Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey, yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW, talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. Whether it's then, now, or new, we're here to break it down. My name is Jay Bowman. I'm joined, as always, by award-winning journalist, Mr. Wyatt Arndt, the stanchion. Wyatt, how are you? I want to make it clear it is multiple awards, not just one. People when ask all the time. When did that happen? Uh, a good journalist never reveals his sources, so multiple award-winning journalist. Thank you. We are all you, can, you can even pronounce it the same way you're doing it. That's fine. I just want people at home to know. Okay. That's all. I'm just That's nice, providing context. Nice of you to provide that context. We are also here with the architect, the king of Wheel of Fortune, Mike <laughs> Paris. Mike, how are you Wheel doing? of Fortune and king of family feud? Wow. I, I can't keep tallying my resume like this. It's too much. It's too much. Because you've got the game is Triple H, but the game show is Mike Paris. <laughs> so many nicknames, too. Wow. Yeah, the Hockey the Talk hockey Man. Talk man. <laughs> Not the Hockey the gotcha Talk King. Man. The Hockey Talk Man. What did you have, Wyatt? You got another one for him? Oh, he's the Gotcha King. We know that. Oh, he is also the Gotcha yeah. King. That's his journalism. There journalism you go. one-on-one with Mike Paris. Jesus, the nickname's just stacking up for you, Mike. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Good man. Uh, let's get right into it. Talk a little bit of NEW off the bat here. Oh, my God! Come on! All right. The date is firm. It is November the 27th, NEW3. And, fellas, we got ourselves attorney. The new, new champion will be crowned, and matches will be announced on at NEW Wrestling Inc. over the next few weeks. Couple matches already announced, uh, fresh off the presses today. Uh, Judas Icarus and Ravenous Randy Myers in the first round. Yep, again, that's uh, Judas Icarus, I think, is going to be, you know, the guy to watch for. He's a guy that I've always thought was going to make it all the way to wherever he wants to go. I can see wherever he wants. And Ravenous Randy, though, that's a tough out. That is a tough out. You know, he's a guy that came out and Bishop, you know, kind of screwed him over a bit and he's going to have something to prove. So that's, that's certainly not an easy first round for Judas. 
yeah, two guys that I I love to watch wrestle, and uh, this uh, this whole tournament situation could be very interesting. You know, uh, Travis Williams uh, vacated the ECCW title at one point, so is he the heir apparent, uh, or are we uh, moving forward to an even newer generation with this championship? I'm I'm curious to see how it all shakes out. Other match announced, uh, new to NEW. Uh, the white Russian Anton Alexiev will be taking on Bishop. I, mean, I don't know much about this kid other than the fact he's got a great nickname. It's a fun drink nickname. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, he's a guy from the East Coast. He's coming over here. But, so I'm going to stick with my West Coast boy. I think Bishop, uh, I think that, that loss to Shreve Morrow is still going to eat away at him. He's not going to make that mistake again. So I'm going all Bishop in that matchup. Ah, the, the new guy's got to take this here. Uh, this is going to be a Young Guns tournament. Uh, I hear uh, Anton's got a rug that really ties the room together, um, but uh, but I don't know if that's going to work to his to to his benefit or not. Yep. And those are the only two matches that have been announced thus far. You got to know that somebody like Travis Williams most likely will be in the tournament. I'm sure there's some names that'll come out that won't be a surprise to people. But there's also most likely going to be some surprises. I mean, it's a 16 person tournament, and we only know four so far. Look, I, I have a feeling that Evan Rivers, you know, still hasn't won a match since we've talked, will be in this tournament. He might be. Who knows? He might not. You know, I wouldn't put him in it. But if they do put him in it, easy out, first round forever. So I want to make an amendment on my bounty I put out there. Because I realize if I put a bounty every time Evan Rivers loses, I'm going to be a poor, poor man. So what I need to do here is if he's in this tournament and you beat him, $20. I don't want it to just be like, no, aside from that. Figure four right out the window. I just want someone to do a figure four. That's already set aside. You know, Sebastian Wolf has told me he's going to do it. I'm down. I like it. Someone can beat him to the punch. It's still your money. Evan Rivers, if I say anytime he loses, it's $20. That's a lot of money coming out of pocket. So what I want to do is if you make him submit and tap, that's a $20 bill as well. So beat him to the tournament, $20. Make him tap, $20. I love it. It's all there for the taking. Easy money. Easy, easy money. And probably the best money I'll ever spend. So people are going to be challenging him left, right, and center for matches, trying to get that extra 20 bucks. then, is what you're saying. I mean, I would hope so. Again, you get an easy win, and you get a submission victory, and you get $20. That's a pretty good deal. Again, he hasn't won in, for, I don't know how long since he's won a match. We haven't even heard from him. I don't know where he is anymore. I don't, was he even wrestle for any W anymore? Who knows what, what's going on with this guy? So hold on. So in your mind, you're thinking your ideal scenario is somebody, you know, maybe they've got a knockout finish. He gets KO'd, hit with something, and then rather than go for the pinfall, the other wrestler goes, oh, wait, no, i got to get that $20, and they put an unconscious Evan Rivers in a submission hold. Now, what if it's a referee stoppage? We need to establish all these things now. What if it's a referee stoppage, but there is no tap out? Because you specifically said moments ago, yeah, tap out Evan Rivers. Yeah, I don't want to be like WCW and do a revenge game where you like you submit someone to the point they pass out. I don't need that. <laughs> what I want is them to tap out. You can lift up their hand and make them tap. I'm fine. But as long as the official announcement is by submission, then it's cool. So, I mean, just obviously, you know, I'm being you know fair with this one. Just don't try and cheat it. Just get the tap. Paris, do you feel he's being fair? I, well, no, obviously. <laughs> oh, the Gotcha King. Oh, shocking. Shocking well, for the Gotcha you know, King. Evan, there hasn't been an NEW event. And uh, I don't know if Evan is willing to, to sink himself any lower than the, the premier uh, Pacific Northwest showcase that is new so uh, like what do you expect here you expect him to be you know out wrestling in a barn somewhere and have have him tap out 
Look, here's the thing. If any of you saw The O.C., which is a great show, <laughs> I, did, Marissa died, I did not know that was going to take that turn. But yeah, <laughs> okay, hold there. on. I am prepared when with Marissa you. Died, when journey. Marissa died, what did Ryan do? He got in a cage and kept fighting. That's what Evan could do right now. He should be in some octagons, getting his MMA under, you know, out there. You know, right now, basically, his career is Marissa. It's dying. Go show me that you care. Go start fighting in UFC, MMA, wherever you want. I'm sure Evan's got some fight league. You know, you're not winning anything right now. You, what, are you sitting at home? Not winning, like, like, cause, come on, like, I just, I just don't understand. Like, I, I know, you know what, you know what Wolf's doing right now. You know what Wolf did during the lockout? He got in bag of mania. He beat the shit out of bags. Okay, he he fought every day. Bags? What is Evan doing? He, he fought yeah. bags. Yeah, he fought bags. Oh, like yeah. heavy bags, not like plastic. Yeah, heavy bags. bags. Yeah. Okay. No, I pictured him like it's a not cat. American Beauty. He's not watching it. Yeah, come on. No. I pictured him like a cat batting some plastic bags through the air and stuff. Okay, no, man. so Bag of right. Mania was intense, and he was training every day. I don't know what Evans doing. Playing Fortnite or Rocket League. I'm reading a book under by a river. Who knows? Who cares? When was the last time you won an award, Wyatt? Again, I don't reveal my sources. Why do you keep trying to make me reveal well, my I'm sources? I'm just saying. That's like, so bizarre. You know, Evan Rivers can be a winner. Without mm-hmm. having won recently, that's that's okay. Oh, like metaphorical, like you tried hard winning stuff. Is like participation ribbons well, for him? I, cool, sounds good, I, Evan. I'm just saying you haven't revealed your where you're winning all these awards. So why does Evan have to reveal where he's winning his matches? Because I'm a journalist and he's a wrestler. He doesn't have a code <laughs> of ethics that I have. So oh, when when okay. when has a wrestler had ethics? The last time you met a wrestler, never. So come on, come on. What about your precious Sebastian Wolf? He's got ethics. You're saying. Oh, he has no ethics. I know. I would say that to anyone. No wrestlers have ethics. Come on. <laughs> Listen, that wow. is the objectivity in play. No wrestlers have ethics. <laughs> okay. Okay. May, maybe Artemis Spencer. I will grant you that. <laughs> Seems like Too a guy with ethics. ethics. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, stay tuned to NEW Wrestling Inc. Uh, for a venue announcement uh, next week on November 1st. They've confirmed the venue will be announced. We can confirm. We're going to break some stories here. It will not be the Old Navy on Granville Street. What? I know. All I know. Right. It's two floors. You know, fight near the parkas. I thought that would have been really good. But yeah, the old navy is uh, the old navy is out. So it's not going to be there. We can get we can those weird looking mannequins involved. Yeah, I, you know, I thought it would have been cool, but you yeah. know, a little innovative. Uh, NEW two is still on YouTube for free. If you want to check that out, maybe do a little pre tourney research uh, once the card starts to take shape and see who you want to put your twenty dollars behind. There won't be gambling for it, but I'm sure Wyatt will be uh, doing some moving and shaking, trying to get some uh, get some gambling going on it. Is that oh, sir, sir? Yeah. I will be reporting on gambling, and if I have to partake in it for the story, then fine. But that's for the story. Like, Jesus. You're gone too far, Wyatt. You're too deep. (laughs) I'm not too deep. Um, Sonny Brasco's great. Yeah, so the figure four around the ring post bounty, that's still in play, yeah? Yeah, Wolf said you'd do it, but someone could beat him to it. Like, Beef Boy, get out there. Anyone can do that, you know, jump ahead, get the 20 bucks, and, you know. You'll have to deal with Wolf, but, you know, it's it's fair. Yeah, to the surprise of nobody, Sebastian Wolf was the first to throw his bandana in the ring and told you, Wyatt, to get a crisp $20 bill ready. Love to see it. No, and again, it's going to happen. I, I hope Wolf does it. If he doesn't do it, then, you know, the next guy in line can grab it, next girl in line can grab it. So even if Paris goes down and wow. sees Beef Boy in the ring and wraps that figure four in Beef Boy, Hell he gets yeah. $20. He doubles his yearly salary. Great day for everyone. <laughs> That's solid work, right? Where's security? Why is this man running down to the ring and putting figure fours around ring posts on the wrestlers? I mean, clearly the security is talking to Clive. They're excited that Clive's there. And then, boom, Paris runs in. Like, that's Clive's my happen. distraction guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, right? That, it happens. That's how those Parises get you. 
Clive gets you with the gotcha. charisma, and then Mike comes in with the gotcha. Yeah, the violence. gotcha king comes in. Yeah. <laughs> right before he leads back for the figure four around the ring post, he leans in and says, "Gotcha." Yep. Nothing would there make me go. happier than to to hurt Beef Boy and simultaneously take money from Wyatt Arndt. <laughs> That's a twofer right there. That's a twofer, baby. Hey, I will gladly pay up. I, I will. That's how fair I am. So if you need to do it, go ahead. Uh, Bowman, you want to get in there? You know, wrap a figure four around someone? Go for it. Uh, again, you're still waiting to find someone that you dislike on the roster. You know, me and Mike have our people. <laughs> uh, we're still waiting to see who you don't like, but apparently you like everyone, so... I don't know. Let Maybe, me, you know what? Artem Spencer is so nice, he will let you do it to him for the $20. I think that's, that's kind of my strategy. Hey, uh, yeah. Artie, if I could ask a question over here. Um, how would you feel about... I'll split... I'll go 10 and 10 with you. A little collusion. Yeah, that's good. That's good Wiseman strategy. Just just don't uh, Bret Hart Goldberg him. Uh, that's I, I, would, I wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> <laughs> Grab that leg, motherfucker. I would. I would. <laughs> so, yeah, so the big date's coming up. Yeah, November 1st, venue announcement. The show will be November 27th. Uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Crowning the first ever NEW champion. And, yeah, let's check in with the wide world of wrestling. Okay, so we are moving towards the next AEW pay-per-view. Always great that they don't have a million pay-per-views every single year. Uh, Full gear coming up uh, in early November. Um, The World Title Eliminator Tournament Finals, Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. Didn't you guys see the Hangman Page cowboy shit promo? It's been referred to as a modern-day, hard-times, dusty road promo. Anybody check that out? I haven't I haven't seen a lot of wrestling this week. Paris, did you see it at all? Yeah, I I, I think I actually referenced it last week, didn't I? I don't know. I thought yep. it was or the same promo that yeah, okay. Yep. I thought maybe there was a different promo that I wasn't aware of. Uh yeah, it was it was solid and and it really helped put him over as a main star in AEW and bring him back into that spotlight that he might have lost a, a little bit of steam from. And uh yeah, he's he's uh he's a character and I, I the cowboy shit, you know, it's not cowboy shit's not for me, but but I like the gimmick. People seem to like the gimmick, which is more important than whether or not Mike Paris likes the gimmick. It's important that you like the gimmick, Mike. Nope, no okay. people. Yeah, I guess oh. so. In in the YMCA, you just do not care for the cowboy character. You're more of a construction worker guy. Yeah, construction worker. <laughs> uh, so you're like William Regal. William Regal. Construction worker is the instrument of an architect. So there you go. That's true. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a there's a link there for sure. Uh, what was the theme song for William Regal when he was the was, he's what was his a character? Man. He was, yeah, <laughs> such a man, such a man. Oh yeah, that was great. What a great gimmick. Oh, it's fucking hilarious, and it's lived on through the ages. So. um yeah, I mean, the AEW show coming up, full gear, you could possibly see some debuts. I know Bray Wyatt's floating around out there. Um, the Acclaimed recently challenged Tony Khan to a match at full gear with a tag team partner of his choosing. Not sure where they're going there, if they're actually going to book that. But yeah, maybe you see Bray Wyatt show up. Maybe you see uh, Braun Strowman or Titan, as he's been known, uh, as he's going to be going out uh, joining up a new company in the future. Paris, what do you got? Well, I was just going to say that 
he was heavily rumored to show up at Bound for Glory this past weekend uh, and was not seen at all. So mm -hmm. it makes you curious whether or not uh, AEW has made maybe a more interesting offer to Braun Strowman uh, that pulled him away because it seemed all but solidified that he was going to impact and then something must have changed his mind. Guys, I don't want you to forget one of the hottest free agents out there, uh, former WD champion, uh, Rob Gronkowski. I think he could be a, a wild card in all of this. <laughs> Gronk, well, that's a solid partner choice. Former, yeah, Gronk. <laughs> former 24-7 champion. Yeah, that could be a good partner to bring in. That's, you know, don't discount it. Okay, yeah, you could see. Uh, right Now, with Braun Strowman, do you think AEW is a decent fit for him, or would you probably prefer him to go to Impact? You know, they don't really have... Braun Strowman type, uh, which I could kind of get behind that, but like I feel like we keep digging into this well right now. That is, do they have enough places for all this talent? And and they have their own homegrown talent that they kind of should be investing in. Uh, so maybe that's what was sending him towards the impact direction. But but who knows? Like a he's no, been known to tag with a. Uh, 10 year old boys before uh, Braun Strowman so he could tag with with Tony Khan and maybe maybe have a good time there. Oh yeah, he's very effective with uh little 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 men. Little men. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he joins the Dark Order and him and Negative 1 go for the uh tag team titles. There you go. There you go. Um the Eliminator tournament there have been some matches. Orange Cassidy is through to the next round. He beat Powerhouse Hobbs. Bit of a surprise. I quite like uh Powerhouse Hobbs, but you know, somebody's got to go through and, you know, face John Moxley in the next round and maybe that's the start or the continuation of a Moxley heel turn is that he absolutely obliterates uh the always beloved Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I think that makes a good matchup. Moxley versus uh, Orange Cassidy, and then, yeah, if that's the direction they're going with uh, Dean Ambrose Moxley, uh, yeah, give give a bit of push to to Cassidy and have him you know another round. I like that because again, I I think Cassidy, you know, I I want to see more because he kind of had a bit of a push when the crowd was out there when, during COVID. And that was kind of unfortunate. I want like, he was starting to build, 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 and COVID hit and we kind of lost that. So I kind of want to see him get a bit of a push, and you know. If he does lose by some chicanery that, you know, initially isn't Moxie's fault, but he loses out of some sort of, you know, oh, he could have had it. Love it. And that kind of helps Moxie out in his storyline. So, yep, I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah, and I'm just obsessed with the fact he comes out to Where Is My Mind uh, by the Pixies mm -hmm. first theme music. That's just, I mean, that's a step below Jungle Boy coming out to Tarzan Boy. But still absolutely fantastic. And why in a battle of theme songs between Orange Cassidy and Moxley, you have a pretty clear winner there, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's embarrassing for Moxley. At that point, he should retire, you know, not himself, but retire the song. Because that is one of the, like, I watch it. And I, there's always something a bit off about Moxley when I watch him. Like, he wants to be this hardcore guy, but he's not quite that hardcore guy. And you want, like, and that song is just, like, the epitome of it. Like, it just, I don't know, man. Like, you asked, like, I, I think we had a discussion many years ago on a different podcast about, like, who's the best member of the Shield back in the day. Mm. And I really kind of was an Ambrose guy. Like, I think he's got some potential. But, like, over the years, I'm looking at it like, no. Like, if you had to pick one member of the Shield to kind of build around, I'd have a great case for Roman Reigns, a great case for Seth Rollins. But, like, Ambrose, I'd be like, he'd be lagging behind the other two. I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. And there's just something about him that just doesn't isn't clicking with me anymore, and I don't know what it is. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Oh, I, this yeah. is a... yeah, it's nothing, nothing scientific behind it, but it's just <laughs> my feeling is there's something about him that doesn't draw me Yeah, anymore. I can get that. I, I like your comparison there of, of uh, Wild Thing being the song that wants to be hardcore but isn't. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, uh, yeah so it's, it's a fun comparison, and I agree with you. Um, yeah, Moxley uh, has... He's got a lot going for him, um, but I think... Once again, maybe it's just we've seen a little too much of 
this type of Moxley um, and the, uh, you know, hardcore wants to beat the crap out of everybody kind of guy and make people bleed and then bleed himself and so on and so forth. And so maybe that's a bit tired. So maybe it's time for something new there. I feel like for me, like he's almost like when I watch him, like he's, you know, what you get on Wish, that sort of joke, the old President's <laughs> Choice version. Like I saw him versus Suzuki and I watched it and it was fine. I'm like, okay. Then I watched Daniel Bryan versus Suzuki. I'm like, this is a thousand, again, million times fucking better. And again, Daniel Bryan is a different level. I get that. But like that to me was what that, that's what Moxie wanted, right? That kind of hardcore yeah. look at us go, but like it was nothing at all. Not even close to that. You watch that Bryan match. That is one of my favorite matches I've seen in years. It was like just fantastic to watch him throw down. Yeah. Well, let's not forget Moxley and Kenny Omega getting super violent a couple years ago in that like main event death match. That was, that was fucking awesome. So it's not like he's too far removed from that character, but there's also like that was where they started to get maybe a little tiny bit of criticism for going too heavily into that blood and gut stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then and then I think maybe the the jump the shark moment if you will with John Moxley might have been the exploding barbed wire match <laughs> that ended up being kind of a a laughing stock to be honest with you. And yeah. you look back at that match and it wasn't a terrible match by any by any stretch of the imagination, but it it uh, it ended with such a, a, a silly in in such a silly way that it made the whole gimmick look silly, and that's that's unfortunate. But but we might be able to look back at that as the moment that this John Moxley this John Moxley as we know him, and I'm I'm a fan. Don't get me wrong, but this John Moxley as we know him might have uh, might have ended. Yeah, the dark side of the ring with FMW. Have any of you guys watched that yet? Because yep. that shows the like what that was supposed to be. Right. What they were going for with the exploding ring and the covering your enemy or whatever to protect him from it. And wild that thing. was uh, yeah, and wild thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll explain. Why did you watch the FMW? Um... I have not watched that one yet, so uh you said wild things and I don't want to watch it, but yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um on Dynamite this past Saturday, other first round matchups for the Eliminator Tournament to the surprise of no one, Brian Danielson beat Dustin Rhodes. Man, it's crazy that Goldust is still out there kicking ass all this many years later. I mean, you think about when he was like an impact when he was black rain and he just was going through a lot of problems with drugs and alcohol, just like swole up. He was huge. And now here he is best shape of his life, hanging in there with Brian Danielson and having a great match. Yeah. What? 20, 25 years ish into his career. And that was a great match. That wasn't just a, he survived with Brian Danielson. He produced with Brian Danielson. That was a good match. So he continues to impress and, uh, you know, he, I think he put out a tweet or something recently being like, whether it's being a coach or being in the ring, like this is where I belong. And I think he's still got a lasting career, maybe not in the ring, but I think he's going to be a fixture in the wrestling community for a long time. Yeah, it's not going to be featured on Wrestling History, but one of the things this uh, this week that happened was it was the 26th anniversary of the debut of the Gold Dust character. So think about how he was the natural Dustin Rhodes for all those years in WCW beforehand. Like he was 26 years ago debuted as Gold Dust and was wrestling for quite a bit before then. So yeah, all the more impressive that he's still operating on such a high level now. And then the other first round matchup on the other side of the bracket, uh, Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston. Lance Archer almost destroying his head with uh, Miss Moonsault uh, loses the match to Eddie Kingston. Paris, thoughts on it? Yeah, well, Lance Archer was my dark horse winner of this tournament, and I do wonder, I, I haven't heard anything uh, to, as evidence of this, but I do wonder if that was a, we gotta call a different finish here. Um, Lance Archer did not look good after that bump. 
heads to the outside of the ring, talks to a doctor, talks to a producer, uh, heads it back into the ring um, for a very quick roll-up from Eddie Kingston to, to call the finish. And so I don't know if this was not supposed to go down this way, but uh, Eddie comes out with the win, and, and Lance Archer's probably down for the count, uh, so to speak, for, for quite a while here, it seems. Yeah, they set up a pretty good promo afterwards with... Um... Uh, Danielson and Kingston. So that should be a pretty good match. And also Kingston being so close to John Moxley, you could potentially see Moxley make it through Orange Cassidy, get to the finals. Eddie Kingston not really look past Danielson, but kind of think they're on a collision course. Danielson beats him, and then maybe uh, Kingston's the first one who snaps and beats the shit out of uh, Brian Danielson. That could be a good uh, good way to go about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And, and they need to give Eddie Kingston the mic more because... Let's be honest, his, he doesn't showcase what an amazing wrestler he is in the ring. He showcases what an amazing wrestler he is, what he had the, has the microphone, and and more promos, more promos, please. And uh, he can he can wrestle, don't get me wrong, but that's not where that's not what got him this contract with no. AEW. He no. got this contract literally based on one epic promo. So let's give him the mic more and make that make that work. And the confrontation with Danielson was awesome because Brian Danielson is like, you know what, for all your heart, for all your effort, you don't put in the work outside of the ring. So you're always going to fall short. You are nowhere near my level because you're all passion in the ring, but outside the ring, you just don't care enough to try. And that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's kind of like, that's one of those like, oh, that's a bit heelish. But no, he's just one of those hard truth guys. And that makes sense for his character to be like, no, like, that's who I got to where I am. And he can play it off. And I love that. And I, again, I think this tournament is, you know, not that anyone's surprised is going to be Moxie, you know, Brian. So, you know, Lance Archer being hurt, maybe it's one of those things. Yeah, like, you know what? You're not going far in this tournament anyways. Just go in and switch it up. Who knows? Um, I will say that uh, I saw a similar incident in the TV show Heels, in which a uh, CM Punk uh, blew his knee out and had to <laughs> end the match mid early. So <laughs> I just want to shout out that show. It's a great show. CM Punk pooped himself in the middle yeah. of the ring and yeah. <laughs> had to call uh, go home early. Yeah, I it's have, a fantastic show. I haven't watched it yet. I was waiting yeah, for it to I. finish so I could blow through really all good. of it. I really know it's going to be good. I know I'm going to absolutely love it. So Wyatt firmly advocating for Heels. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm I've, looking forward to watching. I've heard it. it called the Friday night lights of wrestling so that's a a comparison you can live by oh threaten me with a good time uh elsewhere on dynamite uh yeah cody rhodes getting a measure of revenge beating malachi black pretty damn good match the third between them are you guys done seeing this feud do you want to see them move on to other things uh why is cody still you know somewhat half babyface here yeah, it's weird. We've talked about it before. Cody Rhodes just doesn't move the needle for me, even though I respect him, his his wrestling brain, everything he's done. But, like, it's really hard for me to look at a feud with Cody Rhodes, get excited about it. And so any kind of storyline with him, like, there already is fatigue enough for me as it is. And, again, I don't know why. It's just something about him that like just doesn't draw me in as well. So I'm like, yeah, like, good for him. He's your company. You have some feuds. But, like, I, I don't know when the last time I ever thought to myself, like, my God, Cody's wrestling tonight in that match. I've got to see that. It's the neck tattoo. I'm a big Cody Rhodes guy, but after the neck tattoo happened, I... It changed things. It's, yeah, starting out, because the two most over things Cody Rhodes has done in the last couple of weeks was uh, give way to Rosario Dawson to jump the barricade and uh, attack somebody, and Arn Anderson with the Glock to the head promo. So there's nothing to do with Cody Rhodes. It's Cody Rhodes adjacent, and those are the two hottest things he's been involved in. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a bit of a spoiler here for Cooper Enthusiasm. Uh, it just came out, and this it, it oh, relates to this. Sir, okay, go for it. <laughs> I'll say so. Larry David is dating Lucy Liu, 
And at one point, he's yeah, he's leaving like leaving a house, and he sees a pane of glass, and he doesn't see the glass, and walks right into it like a bird, and falls to the ground. And she looks at him, and she loses all sexual interest in him forever. And that's kind of like Cody Rhodes with the neck tattoo. Once we saw that neck tattoo, it's over. I just can't take him seriously. Yeah, in the ring. It's over. It's over. <laughs> you had me with the Triforce on the boots and all the Zelda shit and all the Doctor yeah. Doom stuff. I was with you for all of it, but the neck yeah. tattoo. I think Paris, you might have broken that story to me. I think you might have been the first one to send me a picture of the neck tattoo knowing what a huge Cody Rhodes fan I was and I was devastated that, <laughs> that, it, was, right. that it was that it was real I, I just gotta say like uh, yeah Lucy Liu being sexually interested in, in Larry David <laughs> totally believable yeah. <laughs> right up until he hurts himself like wow uh, hey, look it's his show okay <laughs> yeah I think um, I was on uh, on Justin Morissette's uh, 650 show right after um, right after the neck tattoo and I was actually, I actually thought it was part, because at the time he was in a feud with MJF and I thought, and it was all about like gimmick matches. It was like, we'll have a ladder match. We'll have a, this, we'll have, do this, do that. And I actually thought he'd lost like a bad tattoo on a pole match or something yeah. like with MJF. And <laughs> that apparently wasn't the case because it hasn't gone away. It hasn't washed off since. No. And if it, it's just like the placing of it, because it peeks out when he's wearing a shirt, it just peeks out just below his face if it was like on his like peck or on his arm or something totally fine fine. yeah perfectly fine but it's just like and he's doing all this press for his shows he's got his roads to the top thing he's wearing his nice suits and what's that peeking up above the (laughs) collar it's your (laughs) shitty neck tattoo oh man i know it's, it's hard it's really really tough here I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw it out there. First person to put a figure four on Cody Rhodes, twenty dollars for me as well. Cody Rhodes' tattoo, not or? even <laughs> on him. No, on no Cody not, Rhodes. Even yeah, around, not even around the ring post. You just want to see a figure <laughs> four on yeah, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, figure four on Cody Rhodes. I'll, I'll mail them twenty bucks. <laughs> twenty Canadian dollars. <laughs> yeah, I will. Fantastic. <laughs> Get in there, Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also just want to give a shout out. I'm sure he's listening. Uh, the new Impact World Champion Josh Alexander of NEW2 fame uh, beat Christian Cage at Bound for Glory this past weekend. Uh, yeah, right on. Did you watch the whole show, Bubbin? No, I just watched that match. Okay. Did you watch after oh. that match? In which- Is this real? Is this a real thing? Did you not watch longer? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I hate to break it to you, Moose immediately oh cashes God. in and <laughs> Fuck beats off, really? Josh Alexander for the title. Yeah, no, yes. shortest title. I thought you were being a dick. Josh Alexander was the, the title, title holder for a grand span of three minutes. <laughs> I turned it off. I was like, yes, good. <laughs> did you see the logo when you turned it off? Did you follow the I rules? I did not see the logo. Gosh, damn it. Well, because I was up late watching the Canuck game. Because I got home from hockey, did uh, PVR it, watched the Canuck game afterwards, sought it out, watched it, was like, I'm exhausted. Awesome, right on. Jesus Christ! And I <laughs> yeah, like Typical Boos. gotcha. Gotcha journalism from Mike gotcha. once again. Set him up. <laughs> gotcha. Oh. Pre-show when you're like, oh, Josh won the title. I just thought you didn't feel uh, yeah, the rest. I thought like, that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shortest title reign in Impact history. You're like a graduate. What a great title reign for Josh Alexander. I'm so bummed now. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, bro. That's okay. <laughs> I'll be all right. You'll get it back. Well. <laughs> and you'll hold it for a little bit. That's so. That's fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, lot, of, lot of upset people over it. Yep. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. That absolutely. But is, is his contract up soon, Josh Alexander? Is that kind of the, the riffraff yeah, out there I've heard that maybe that. he's up in December? So A and W A and W. Might be going to A and W slinging those burgers, boys. <laughs> he's going to A and W now. So <laughs> Man, okay. Um elsewhere in the world of wrestling, uh Saudi Blood Money Six happened. Do you believe oh, do you believe any of your results now? Do you no, watch all now Saudi? I'm all because I haven't been like Today was the first day I was actually on like some wrestling news sites, just prepping for the show and everything. So I'm like days past that in the news cycle. Oh, so everything's man. gone from like Bound for Glory. Yep. I know that the inspiration, did they actually win the tag belts? They did. Or they did, did somebody come out afterwards and Moose beat them on too? them too. <laughs> there, there's much well, there's chagrin not, with a lot of the results joking. on that as show. Soon as, that, as soon as the match was over, I'm like, okay, cool, done. That's it. <laughs> We should have let you the live logo. in your own history. Yeah, I was happy then. <laughs> you would have so confused Moose next week. What, what's going on? Is this a Did repeat? It? Is this a Ric Flair, Bret Hart, and a Saskatoon house show? What the hell happened here? Um, all right, so the King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown tournaments uh, ended. Xavier Woods is king. Thoughts? I mean, none of us are really all that surprised about this, are we? Yeah, I'm not surprised. And, and you know, of course, the number one question being asked is, is this the time for Xavier to go heal? Is this the time for the New Day to actually fracture in any sort of permanent fashion? Um, I, I don't think so, to be honest with you. I, I see no problem letting him run with the gimmick as a face and as a part of New Day. Um, but I guess it's an option for them. Yeah, I would view it as don't break him up. There's yeah. no reason to. I don't think the payoff is big enough at this point. Um, he's always it should always be an option. Never John Cena yourself. I think that that'll get tiring. But as of right now, I don't think the payoff is there to kind of make it work. So yeah, keep running with it for a bit. And it was fun seeing him win and not being able to put the cloak on his back. The cloak kept falling yep. off, and you know, he had, he had fun with it. And he was talking to the camera. You cut when I tell you to cut. Like I think just watching him be himself with that crown for a while and being goofy fun with it is what I want to see. And that's also one of the things that raises New Day to that level above when it comes to stables is. That they've never had some sort of messy breakup where someone turns on the other two or two turn on one. That's always kind of been their thing is that they support each other throughout. I, I love it. it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't think of another example of that. And they've they stick through things with each other. They they cheer each other on. And it's kind of a cool... They can each succeed in their own way in this business without hating each other and without going against one another. And will it build to that? I honestly hope not. I hope that they never break up. And I hope for that in in kind of a saccharine sweet kind of kind of lovey-dovey kind of way because I just want to see them be friends forever. <laughs> That's my kind of wrestling. Let's well, all be friends. It's authentic, right? Yeah, there should be room for that in wrestling. That you know, that's a different kind of story they don't always tell. So you can get away with doing that for a couple of people, and and it's fun and it's nice to have that. And I do want to go out of my way to save Bowman. Um, now I just want you know you were probably going to suggest that Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty were the same type of group, and I hope you watched. One of them did turn on the other one, just as a heads up. He turned uh, it off you know, early was, before that. Yeah, yeah, there was a barbershop was there, window. Yeah, no, they held they they held up the magazine. And Brutus <laughs> lifted up their hands and, and everything was then great. Then Bowman turned it off. And it was good. Then he turned it off. I'm watching this right now. This <laughs> He's celebrating with his kid and he's got his lady. And that's, yeah. That's sign number one that something bad's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, this is the saddest thing. Yeah. I do love Moose's spear. I will say that. 
Yep. All right. That's, there it is. <laughs> that happened. There it is. Yep. <laughs> Confirmed. Had to make sure we weren't lying about that. <laughs> um, Zelina Vega uh, won the Queen's Crown over Dewdrop. Sure. Yeah. yeah. She's I, back for a reason. Mike exactly. said it. Exactly. Yeah, you got it. I like this as a gimmick for her. I, I think it's a fun, yeah. I think it's a good fit. Um, I think she can leverage it into something legitimate, um, which we're always going to complain about with King of the Ring, etc. Uh, can they do anything with it and actually spin it into any sort of legitimacy? And and I think she's the right person for it. And I think that uh, one day she, she could end up being a title holder because of this. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere on the card, uh, Edge won the Hell in the Cell match against Seth Rollins. Cool, cool. And then uh, Brock Lesnar... Roman reigns. Uh, Roman gets the win after a you know a lot of chicanery in the finish. Whose side is Paul Heyman on? Throws the belt between the two of them and yells, "You know what to do." Why you're a big uh, Lesnar guy? Thoughts? Oh, this is fan fucking tastic storytelling. I loved it because I've always said that I want Brock and Paul Heyman to be like the new day where they are together forever. Yeah. That they are the guys that will never turn each other. I need this to end with Paul Heyman side with Brock so badly. That has to fucking happen. I need it to happen. I want it to happen so bad. The fact he threw it down and like the fact he's torn has been great storytelling. The fact that whole contract signing we said like Roman's like you're gonna sign that contract you dumb hicks like I went over the contract my morning with my advocate Paul Heyman. Like the fucking mind games right now is fun. I don't yeah, again it. Brock bias aside, it's been a great storyline. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the match itself was, you know, fine. It was good. Good. Haas is going at it. And, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of got to protect everyone in a loss, but it worked in this case because the storyline's still going. They're still telling a story. We don't have a definitive winner. You know, obviously Reigns wins with some help. But end of the day, holy shit, Paul Heyman's got to sign with Brock. Please, please, please. I want that bad. Fair. And fine, but if they have Brock end this run for Roman Reigns, because again, whoever beats Roman Reigns is instantly <laughs> elevated to that next level. And much like when he's winning Royal Rumbles and Money in the Banks and all this stuff, like Brock doesn't need it. So if they can find a way to have Heyman side with Brock and have it not result in a title change, I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, that won't happen that way. It can't because then there'd be no, there'd be no point of that change. <laughs> I, I'm going to say two things here. One, I'm talking about a world in which Vince is Vince. And, you know, there's one thing like, we talked about. Who should end the Undertaker streak? It should have been someone else. It was fucking Brock. And so at that point, I knew all things like he's the one who beat up John Cena. He loves him some Brock, right? Like he's never going to want to lose Brock. So that's why I think it could happen in this world because Vince is just that, that he's Vince. But you're right. If they have Roman beat Lesnar and Heyman stays with Roman, that is a totally fine story as well. Because it's kind of like the, the we always talk about fucking Lex Luger and Tatanka. Yes. I'm fine with you teasing yes. the switch and it not happening or whatever, like subverting my expectations. This is fine if it subverts my expectations. It's totally cool if they go that direction. But from a personal viewpoint and being selfish and not giving a shit about what's best for wrestling, I want Brock to win with Paul Heyman joining him. Yeah, I think there's only one way to settle this, and it's a Paul Heyman on a pole match. But... Uh... <laughs> he gets covered in concrete. The, I know we got lots of options. Get the forklift from the Judy Bagwell match. Cover him in concrete. Yeah, we've got a, a well deep full of history to now, do this. I, I got to say, um, I did. I out of principle, I did not watch this show, uh, but I did hear that it was potentially one of the best pay per views of the year. And uh, I, of course, Wyatt was. I was following along. Wyatt was sending us. Uh, Live, excited messages. live message, <laughs> live tweets, if you will, uh, to the group chat, uh, giving us updates on what was happening, uh, which I appreciate. But uh, Wyatt, you know yourself as an award-winning journalist, uh, I've heard some things. I wouldn't recommend going to Saudi Arabia next time you want to cover um, 
one of these things. You got to be in the ground. You got to get boots in the ground okay. sometimes. Boys. Yeah, well, that, that's you win those awards, okay? Um, watch your neck. I guess I'll say. <laughs> protect your neck. I mean, I, as the Wu Tang Clan says. Your neck, I guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, elsewhere in oh yeah, then on SmackDown, Brock came out, did the old classic Brock routine of beat the absolute ever loving shit out of everybody Fantastic. around, and then get su- and then get suspended <laughs> until they're ready to break <laughs> open it. the Brock Bank and bring them back. <laughs> uh, like. I saw some people kind of rolling their eyes at this. Ah, oh, it's the same shit always with Lesnar. No, this is good shit with Lesnar. I'm yeah. I'm totally good with this. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. Obviously, sometimes he does shit and it's like whatever, but this timing for it, like it made sense. I don't give a shit if they used it poorly in the past. It made sense to do it now. You know, we all know what's going on with Brock. I'm, th- this is the WWE going out of their way to explain his absence. And again, it it can be obvious, but just do the, the groundwork for us and we're fine with it. And it may be obvious, but you know what? Do it. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Beat him up, bro. And it's a genuine, authentic way to do it. Hey, this man got very upset about what <laughs> happened and beat the shit out of everybody in his path. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you know what? I'm not, I'm not a, a Brock Lesnar guy, as been, we've previously discussed. Boo. But uh, I, I, I thought this was clever. I thought it was a, a fun use of him. Um, and yeah, he just gets really angry and beats the crap out of everybody, and including uh, what's his face, uh, Scrap Daddy Adam that's Pierce. The one. That's the one, Pierce. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it makes sense. Like that's fine. I'm fine. Just take him away for a bit. Bring him back when you need him to come back, and you will still have that storyline living. Um, and and no one's going to be uh, falling behind or, or feel like he's been gone for too long, because I think that this is a way to carry it through to the next. Like you say, break open the Brock vault. Oh my God! He kicked him in the face and threw him through the window of the barber shop. Watch to the end, Bowman. <laughs> no, Jeez. man, I thought everything was fine with the God. Rockers. Yeah, we thought they were great. Yeah, no, the Rockers. They, you know, that's, that's, that's why Janetti went away for a while. Jesus. <laughs> Um, elsewhere in WWE, uh, probably the story that's dominated the news cycle is the uh, the bit of the dust up that Charlotte and Becky had on SmackDown. Uh, apparently, they were doing a segment where they exchange title belts because they're both going to different shows, but they're also both women's champions of the reflective shows. Becky Lynch apparently, supposedly wanted to have a Becky two belts moment where she holds both of them again and gets people cheering stuff. Charlotte kind of poo pooed that, didn't want to do it. And then they did a bit where they were kind of teasing who's handing the belts over. Did you guys see this at all? Or have you seen this after the fact? Or? Yeah, I watched it in in uh, after I'd heard the reports yeah. of, of how it went down. And they've edited out of the replay uh, Charlotte dropping the belt as Becky reaches for it. Uh, just cuts to the cra- an awkward crowd shot. And then her just handing it over to Sonya Deville. Uh, and then, yeah, Becky Lynch gets pissed off, throws the women's title at Charlotte. Sasha Banks comes out, and then on we go. Now, apparently, yeah, huge dust-up backstage afterwards. Charlotte reportedly storms through gorilla position, refuses to talk to Vince and Bruce Pritchard about it. Sonya Deville, mad enough to fight her, and apparently they had security escort like Charlotte out of the arena because things got too uh, too too hectic, too heavy about that. Um, yeah, Charlotte apparently wanted to drop the belt to Bianca Belair on Raw, clean because she felt that would have been a good opportunity for uh bianca belair rumors and all sorts of innuendos coming out that becky lynch is kind of viewed as the hero here and that charlotte's attitude has been really shitty for a while dating back 
months and months and months. And then, of course, you've got the thing she did with Nia Jax on Raw, where they both just start slugging the shit out of each other. Um, yeah, and then reports that Charlotte's just super unhappy, has kind of accomplished everything she's got to accomplish there, wants to go to AEW with Andrade. Yeah, lot going on here. Yeah, it does seem to be the case that there's been a few stories uh, about this kind of stuff in the past. And I, I do wonder one thing before I continue. It's like, in in a very sexist kind of way, I wonder if we're only hearing about this kind of stuff with the women when it probably happens more often than we think it does with the men. But the women make for, for a better story, the, the cat fightiness of it all. I'm not sure if that's the case or not, but it all does, as many things seem to do, uh, surround Charlotte Flair a lot of mm-hmm. the time when these things do seem to come up. Um, Andrade throwing out a seemingly alluding tweet to the whole situation saying F U W W E. Um, so, you know, is that connected to that whole thing? We can't say for certain, but probably. And, um, yeah, like you say, Becky Lynch from all reports seems to be the, the face in this, so to speak. And, uh, and Charlotte seems to be the one who's got the heat on her backstage and and front of house. So we'll see. We probably won't know for a while what led to it, but I was a big Charlotte guy for a while. And then when she, it was rumored that she was going to work her way into that uh, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, WrestleMania main event, I said, man, if she gets forced into this thing, I am I am done with Charlotte. She does not need to be there, does not need to be the first women's main event of WrestleMania. It should be a one-on-one with Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. Who knows if she campaigned to be in there, if that was a Vince thing. Who knows? But just the fact she was included in that match kind of turned me off of Charlotte because enough with this lady. Like, I, And I was a fan. I'm so, like, cynical of, like, how much of this is a work, how much of a shoot. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it does, like I said, it fits almost too perfectly. Like, her husband's over in AW, her father's no other company, all that sort of stuff. Like, flares never get treated well by the McMahon, so there's a long history there. So, Rhodes is too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Rose and I. Like, if you're not a McMahon, you're not. At the end of the day, they're going to screw you over somehow. So it almost fits too perfectly. Uh, again, you know, it's not that it could be true. I'm sure it could be, but for me, I'm like, uh, are, are we, how much of it's real? I just want to know because it. Everyone's talking about it, and the women's division has been a bit stalish at times. So this is a good kind of way to ignite it a bit. But again, maybe we'll see Charlotte leave WWE at some point, and it'll all been true. But like right away, I'm like, hmm, that seems too good to be true in terms of like all the pieces coming together. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, other moderate WWE news. Last piece we'll get to here. Uh, I want to talk about Mansoor for a second. You guys, Mansoor fans? He's He's so over with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Mansoor fan now. So Ryback, uh, you know, remember Ryback? Everybody remembers remembers Ryback, right? The guy who changed his, the big guy, Feed Me More, officially changed his name to uh, Ryback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he... Uh, tweeted out that, uh, yeah, you could give Mansoor Stone Cold Steve Austin's music and the crowd's never going to pop. This guy sucks. Uh, To which Mansoor then responded with a poll that Ryback posted months ago asking the fans where should the big guy go next if he's feeling like getting back in the ring. Options such as AEW and Impact. And one of the options was Retire, which won with a resounding, what was it, like 80-something percent or something ridiculous like that. Uh, So Mansoor... Props to you, sir. You murdered him on Twitter, and that's you almost got to delete your account at that point if you're Ryback. Ryback should have deleted that poll. Yeah, I know they don't remember. I think he may have. But anybody who maybe might have <laughs> yeah. issue one day with Ryback probably screenshotted it. it just in case, just to hold on to that. 
Yeah, I mean, again, Ryback, you know, it's he's not super relevant in wrestling anymore. If he did come back, it's he's not going to move any needles. Um, that's another kind of, you know, gold, mini Goldberg situation in the sense that here's a guy that got a winning streak, didn't necessarily deserve it. And then, you know, when things didn't go his way, he didn't handle it very well, which, you know, maybe that kind of ties into Charlotte. Like, she's got pushed pretty pretty consistently, you know, above her skill set. She got pushed pretty hard and, you know, maybe didn't handle things as well when things didn't go her way. So, yeah, I, I, for Ryback, you know, you, that, if that's the last I hear of him, then, yeah, sounds good to me because he's not adding to the wrestling world. He's just, you know, do your podcast, do your thing, bro. But, yep. Absolutely. Well, uh, Paris, you got a little uh, push or bury for us. You know I do. All right. Okay. Okay. No, you know what? You know what? Wait. I've had enough of Mike Paris. No, no, no. Had enough of his gotcha. I bet you this Porsche Barry is all about, you know, gotcha journalism about things about our personal lives. Like, I'm sure he's like, oh, well, what's okay. your, whose bank account is in the negatives? And, you know, we don't know. I told you that in confidence. Right? So, Sorry, exactly. I, he's going to okay. expose it. See? What? Well, nothing. Exactly. I was going to ask you about Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. The Dirty Dogs? Yeah. Jeez. Nobody wants to hear about Dolph Ziggler. There's a list of wrestlers that I want to hear about. Ryback's there, and then underneath that is Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) Okay. I guess that's a Barry. Okay. That's a Barry. I'm going to bury Dolph Ziggler. Now, here's the deal. I, I, you know, Clive reached out to us and said that Bowman struggled with simple trivia. That is bullshit. (laughs) All right. Oh, simple trivia. Who charges what on Cameo? And who has more Instagram followers? I I agree. That was complex, smart, intelligent trivia that I excelled at. So I get it. I get where you're coming from. Like, you don't understand. You you want the dumb trivia. So I'm here with some dumb trivia. And I want to throw down some questions uh, for Bowman in Paris. I've got 101 questions. I won't do all of those, but I will do some of them. Jesus. (laughs) How generous of you. I am generous. We'll do 90. We'll do like 97. You know, we're feeling good. So these are just WWE quizzes. Uh, There's not enough AW history to get those quizzes going yet. Everyone remembers last week. (laughs) Who did CM Punk debut against? Uh, So what we're going to do here, we're going to ask questions. And uh, do you guys prefer jumping in or just one after, like one gets one, then the other gets the other? I clearly clearly prefer to beep, beep, in. You do like to beep, beep, beep. beep. Paris, what do you prefer? Yeah, I'll I'll beep, beep, in too. Yeah. Okay, we're beep, beep, beeping in. Again, I you know what I should keep track of. Every time I do this, I don't keep track. I'm gonna get a notepad up here, a little computer program. Look at you growing up before our eyes, getting a notepad to keep track of the score, so we don't do 25 minutes of this and like, oh wait, who's winning? Okay, B or P, Bowman or Paris. Now, if you get it wrong, you do lose a point. I want you to know that. So you sometimes you gotta stand up if you don't get it. So there is something on the line. First question: Who is the only? WWE superstar uh, that has. Hey, get away. Hold on. Just skip that. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Oh. <laughs> what is Kedaddle is the best way to educate and entertain your family, by the way. Is that, uh, is that a question? The top means, I mean, yeah, no, this, is, this is the commercial I'm watching. I knew that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go, boys. Take two. Question one Who is the only superstar WWE who has seized the IC championship eight times? Beep, beep, beep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh wow! Oh, wow. Buzz in. <laughs> you see, the only one who's won it eight times. Yes, the Miz. Uh, it's Chris Jericho, sir. He won it oh. nine times. So this is again. This is from September fourteenth, twenty twenty-one. It says, "I'm going with what the quiz says," which is Chris Jericho. <laughs> but when you know the rules more than anyone, it's what the quiz says. <laughs> that is minus one for Bowman. He's off to a rough start. Clive, you are correct. He struggles sometimes. He's trying his best. <laughs> Question number two: Are you googling Bowman to find out? <laughs> definitely is. No. <laughs> yeah. Overall, there have been 87 different Intercontinental Champions. Yep. Chris Jericho holds the record for most reigns with nine. It's not what the card yep. says. Well, well, but technically he has won it eight times, though. He's not wrong. The question did say who's won it eight times. 
It also said he was the only sir. person to have won it eight times. It says, sir. Yeah, so I'm sorry, Bowman. You got to listen to the questions a little bit harder. Clive, you're correct. He just doesn't listen sometimes. That's on Bowman. I'm looking so. up Miz's now. If Miz won it eight <laughs> times, I want that point. I will allow you to look it up, but I will not change my answer because the quiz says and the quiz stands. Wow. We go by the card. It's the Moops rules. We know the Moops rules. Bills, Bills, Bills. Miz has won the Intercontinental Championship eight times. Give me my point. The cards, the card says Chris Jericho, sir. I'm furious. I I can't do that. Next question. The world knows I'm right. This is not fair. It's question one, and this is already bullshit. If it makes you feel any better, I was also going to say the Miz. It doesn't. It doesn't. Okay, we're already fighting after one question. Let's get to question number you two. You shut up. <laughs> WrestleMania 2000, which McMahon was on the side of the big show in a fatal four-way match beep, beep, beep. for the WWE? Uh, oh, he's, shit. I'm beep, beep, he's hitting this button. I'm beep, beep, beeping. Yeah, I heard, a, I heard his button. I heard his button. So what was that, sir? Oh. Mike Ferris? Uh, sorry, who was with Big Show? Yes. Shane McMahon. That is correct, sir. You're up one to negative one. Paris taking the early lead. That's all the time we've got for today. What a good round from everyone else. <laughs> Fuck this. I'll keep going. I'll keep Fuck going. Fuck this. My beep, 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 beat his bell. I need to know a finisher name for the great Kali. Beep, beep, beep. Okay. Vice grip. Uh, the correct answer is the vice grip. You said vice grip. So that does not count, sir. That is minus two. I fucking hate you. I need all the answers on the card. I just, it's clearly the vice grip. I don't know why you just, the pedigree. You don't call it pedigree. You know, it's the pedigree. Like, you know that, right? Like, okay, anyways. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Who holds the record for the longest time spent in the ring during a Royal Rumble? Mike Paris. Oh, shit. Um, (laughs) That is not correct. (laughs) Uh, Ray Mysterio? Correct. You pulled it out. (laughs) No one's going to check it. I'm pretty sure Daniel Bryan in the greatest Royal Rumble was in. Oh, uh, that doesn't time. count. That is that's not a real Royal shit. Rumble. That's we, we've even said that doesn't count because that's count. That was in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> you yourself have said nothing there that's counts. Not canon. I don't think I've ever said that. <laughs> All right, but when, he's behind the eight ball here. It's not good. Uh, who is the current Impact champ? No, I was kidding. Uh, next question. Is- <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe that happened. That's fucked up. Next question. How much does Hornswoggle weigh? Mike Paris. Uh, I don't know why. You're feeling pretty good with your four-point lead. Uh, 85 pounds. Incorrect. You're down a point. Bowman, do you just want to take the coward's way out and not guess, or do you want to throw one down there? I will take the coward's way out, please. (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to mark the board for one here. Uh, The correct answer is 130 to 140 pounds. Really? Wow. You had a range there. You could have landed in. Well, you have a range that Paris you could have landed in, but if I was in the range, like, ah, no, it's either 130 or 140. How dare you, sir? How dare you? What does MVP say when he does his finisher? Beep, beep. Bowman? Ballin'. Correct. Which is actually not correct, because he does that when he does the ball and elbow, which is not his finisher. But I'm playing your bullshit little correct. rules. Correct. No, so you're I'll right. I'll, I'll give it to you. Minus three. No. I'll give you minus three if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said it. You're correct. Well, How, who might argue with the facts? No, so now we're not trusting what the quiz says. Now we're going by what I say. 
No, I think if you're I'm right that and one. the that quiz is sense. wrong, I'm invalidating <laughs> no. your quiz with every no, correct I answer. No, I, that I will I leave it at minus one. I will leave it at minus one. I don't want to listen to you say anything ever again. So minus one. We're on to the next. <laughs> the quiz is broken. Next question: What are Chris Jericho's two finishers called? Beep beep beep. The Walls of Jericho and the Code Breaker. This is his Code Breaker right. and Walls of Jericho. It's not the Walls of Jericho, just yeah. Walls of Jericho, sir. But wasn't this quiz recent? Isn't it the Judas Effect? Isn't that? No, anyway. This is, this is all WWE, though. Oh, so. okay. Sorry. Yeah. You got to get the word incorrect, Bowman. Like, you know, so when you do a math on. equation, so you're, clear, up, like, yeah. you're not giving that to me. No, I can't. You didn't say it. You said the Walls of Jericho. This is Walls of Jericho. So the next question, you got pick yourself so up again. So if I'm Jim Ross, oh, he's got him in Walls of Jericho is the call. He doesn't say he's got yeah. him in the Walls of Jericho. Yeah, first of all, he's calling him by the wrong all name. Right, hold on, I'm going to queue up some commentary here, and we'll see what they say. <laughs> next question, don't have time for that. <laughs> Who did Andre the Giant knock in a body slam challenge? Beep, beep, beep. Bowman? I have to be so careful. <laughs> Big John Stud. Can you spell that for me, sir? B-I-G... Sorry, capital B, lowercase yes. I, lowercase G, space, capital J, lowercase O, lowercase H, lowercase N, space, yep. capital yes. S, lowercase yes. T, lowercase U, lowercase D, and another lowercase D. Okay, you were so close. You were missing a period. Big John Stud period is what is on the question in front of me. I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's what the card says. I don't. You were so close. He's always credited with a period at the end. You shut up, yeah. Paris. <laughs> you stay stay to, I think you if we've learned anything tonight, Bowman, it's that you need to stay right through to the end and, exactly. and watch the whole thing, including Big John Studd's name. There's always a pause if they say his name. It's Big John Studd with the elbow. Like, the period is there if you listen to it. <laughs> right? Like, it's comma. on you. That is a Full comma stop. that you just said. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> This isn't a fucking telegram. <laughs> big, big John Stud, stop. Telegram, stop. Uh, elbow, elbow, stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, who gained a victory in the King of the Ring tournament? Beep, beep. In oh. the year 2000. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, no. Uh, Kurt, Angle, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's correct. That is correct, sir. Every single King of the Ring flashed through my brain in the wrong year. Okay. Who succeeded in Raw's 15th anniversary Legends Battle Royale? Mike Paris? Tatanka. Incorrect. Uh. Bowman, do you want to steal and tie the game up? Despite all your failures, you could tie it up right now. I do. And I'm going to say... Oof. Sergeant Slaughter. Incorrect, Bubba. Iron Sheik. Oh! So close, so close. I thought that was the gimmick battle royal won by Iron Sheik. But I was wrong. Next question. Name Nikki Bella's twin. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> okay. Brie Bella. Uh, can you spell that, sir? <laughs> Capital B. Lowercase <laughs> R. Lowercase yep. I. Lowercase yep. E. Space. Mm. Capital B, lowercase e, lowercase l, lowercase l, lowercase a, period. See how easy that was? Like, I don't know what you're arguing about. You nailed it. And you're just like, easy stuff here. It's like elementary school stuff. Whose catchphrase is, 
This is my house. Beep, beep, beep. Bowman. Page. Correct. It is now a tie game. Paris, you got to get your head in the game here. Bowman's starting to push you a bit here. Oof. This is says, name the first overall draft pick in the WWE. Beep, beep, beep. Bowman. The Rock. Correct. Paris, we need wow. you to pick it up here. We only have a handful of questions left. Bowman might pull this off despite all of his missteps. Yeah, my missteps. <laughs> How many WrestleManias were held in the city of Houston? Beep, beep, beep. Yes? One. Incorrect. Paris? I, I guess I'll, I'll dig in with two. Paris is correct. He's up one nothing. Bowman Which looks quizzical. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't matter. We're going by the card. Because one of them was in Dallas, not Houston. <laughs> well, it says Houston, and they said two. They must be right. I will be right back. <laughs> what one are you listing? <laughs> what are you thinking of, Bo? Well, X7 was in Houston. Yeah, and then, then WrestleMania Star. Yeah, that's the Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns one, but that was in Dallas. No. Wasn't there one where The Rock came out? Wasn't that in like the Astrodome or something? Said there was like a million people there. Next oh, question while yeah, Bowman does I'm, that. Uh, oh. Yes, I will admit to being incorrect. WrestleMania 25 was also in Houston, Texas. My bad. Sorry for being a little bit of a bitch there. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your questions left here. Yeah, I apologize, man. Uh, who was Mark Henry's first official match against? Beep, beep, beep. Yes, Jerry sir. the King Lawler, SummerSlam 1996. Uh, sorry, it's just Jerry King Lawler. I don't know what we added to the there. A little bit of flair cost you a point. You're down a point. From the Gund Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> that's great, but that's not in the question either. So <laughs> add all the flavor you want. It's still a shitty state. information. You fuckers. Yep. You want anything else? Color of his tights right around it? No, it doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, it was red, white, and blue. He wore a uh, single. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> and his shoulder straps were just three, like, white stripes. Yep. Yep, this is all useless information. Mm-hmm. Next question. How many times did Jeff Jarrett win the IC title? Beep, beep, beep. Yes, Bowman. Five. Incorrect. Paris? I guess I'll say six. Correct. Again, Paris playing the smart <laughs> counterattack game to Bowman. Two more questions left. Bowman can still tie it up. If he loses one more, it's over. Who was John Cena's first pay-per-view opponent against? Now, Paris can play the trap game here and not answer and let Bowman fall on his own petard. Or he can step in like a champ and put him out of misery. Or Bowman himself can just stumble like he's running down a road in Seattle. Oh, Petard yeah. <laughs> away, Bowman. That's real. That's real stuff happening. <laughs> I'm not saying that. You can go to another question. All right, we'll go to the next yep. question. It was Chris Jericho. Okay. The nine-time winning. Yes, Chris that Chris Jericho. <laughs> How many WrestleMania matches has Steve Austin had? God. Bowman's counting on his hands. This is like asking how many towels Monica has. <gasps> Paris? Five. Incorrect, Bowman. You can move closer with this one. Okay. A lot of pressure here. Nine. 
correct answer is... Oh, no. Is it eight? Nine minus two. Seven. Seven matches. <laughs> and with that, Mike Paris has won the yes. kickoff. off. Once again, Clive is correct. Bowman's struggling with simple trivia. <laughs> Way better than any push or bury I could have ever done I just, is this victory. I just don't know why he's throwing these words around like the and not yeah, including periods. It's, it's just bizarre. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's, And what a dick lazy. correctly counting intercontinental title reigns for two people and using that to it's answer just, questions. I mean, you tried your best, though, which I appreciate. So, you know, just Paris was the better man today. So. Sure. All right. A uh, little of this week in wrestling history. <laughs> Let's do it. What we're going to do right here is go back, way back, back into time. One, two, three, four, hit it! The date was October 25th, 1998 from the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. WCW's Halloween Havoc, an infamous pay-per-view for two different occurrences. First, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the rematch for the ages from WrestleMania 6, Hogan versus Warrior. Not the Ultimate Warrior, because Vince owns the copyright. It's just Warrior. Um, yeah. Absolute train wreck of a match, voted the worst match of the year. Uh, the worst botched flamethrower spot since ECW, ECCW at the Commodore yep. Ballroom with Kevin Sullivan and Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, an absolute clusterfuck of a match. Both guys looking terrible. Hogan, essentially, the rumor is, yeah, he just campaigned to get Warrior back into WCW so he can get his win back from WrestleMania Six, brother. And, uh, yeah, Warrior never to be seen again. Yeah, it's kind of, again, you watch Heels, it is very close to, the, to that level of, like, <clears throat> people taking it too seriously and losing sight of the fact of what they're doing and kind of, you know working themselves into a shoot brother so it feels funny that hogan had to get his win and ultimate warrior you know obviously had to be booked a certain way uh he was never going to impress you with his in-ring uh prowess it was more about just the spectacle of it so if you're bringing him in to get squashed by hogan it's never going to be good so it, it felt like a garbage match and it was because it was purely for hogan's ego so not a great time in wrestling business but yeah it happened yeah interesting that this comes up i'm, I'm fresh off i think we've already referenced it but fresh off the beyond uh what's it called Dark Side of the Ring, and yep. uh, the um, A&E biography of, of Warrior, and just to see where he was in his life and in his career at that moment, uh, where they kind of shoehorned him back into into the spotlight with WCW, and it did not end well, as we've already discussed. Yeah, this is also a very infamous pay-per-view because uh, they screwed up their runtime. Uh, they were three and a half hours instead of the usual three hours. So the majority of stations that were carrying the pay-per-view cut the show before it ended, uh, which was basically bell rings for the main event, which was the undefeated Goldberg world champion at the time versus Diamond Dallas Page. They get a collar and elbow tie-up. Uh, they force each other outside the ring, and then boop, that's it. Sorry, pay-per-view's over. Everybody who shelled out their God, what were they at the time? Like 50, 60 bucks for these things? Like, they were expensive. Um, yep, nope, sorry. They uh, they don't get to see the rest of the match. So they replayed the match the next night on Nitro. Got 7.87 million viewers, which is the most of any wrestling match on cable up to that time. Although, due to the fact that they had to refund everybody who bought the pay-per-view who couldn't get that match, they lost around $2 million on that. So, uh, yeah, big clusterfuck. Very unorganized of WCW, but which is really unfortunate because that's a pretty great match. 
Yeah, it's kind of par for the course how WCW went downhill and eventually just a bunch of bad decisions and <clears throat> money not really being accounted for. And this is par for the course kind of what happened there. And they had that lightning in a bottle in NWO and they did not handle it very well. And it kind of all went downhill with all like, again, yeah, like we, we joke about the fucking Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Like shit went crazy, yeah. man. Like it just, some bad decisions kept being made <laughs> yes. and made and they kept thinking they can get away with it. And eventually, you know, uh, the checks ran out. In Paris, you're a huge Goldberg fan. Lots uh, on the Goldberg, Goldberg versus DDP oh my program gosh. in this match, yeah. Well, at the time, this was WCW just kind of coming out of its heyday, and uh, and paper pay per views, as you already said, pay per views were a big deal. Getting a pay per view mm-hmm. at that time was a big deal. Going to like, I remember going to see pay per views at the movie theater at this time. It was a big mm-hmm. deal. Like all these kind of things were huge when wrestling was huge. And so to have your main event be cut off is just downright embarrassing. And I can't even imagine what people were feeling and acting like at the time, because I would have been the 13 year old Mike Paris would have been absolutely enraged had I convinced my father Clive to uh, have spent uh, 60 odd dollars on that pay-per-view only to have that happen. Yeah, and this was, you know, I mean, you could point to many things as the beginning of the end for the company, but we're two and a half months away from finger poke of doom and the forming of the NWO elite and everything. We are at this point like two months away from Goldberg losing to Kevin Nash with the taser at Starcade. So yeah, this is kind of the the bit of the tipping point. You have the Hogan Warrior bullshit, and then the actual really good main event completely get sandbagged by the fact that they ran out of time and the cable companies cut them off. So, yeah, not a very good instance of, uh, of wrestling history, but an important one uh, nonetheless. Guys, do you have anything else to say before we uh, wrap up this edition of WrestleNation? Uh, yeah. Uh, no. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Paris. Go okay, ahead. Go, I was go just going to say that, um, you know, Bowman, at the end, uh, you know, how at the end of um, Usual Suspects, how they, how, you know, Kevin Spacey's in the office and he's like, oh, and the... The devil, yeah. etc. He, 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 he helped right? them with their investigation, yeah. and he went free. I tell you what, for him. there's more after that. No. Yeah. <laughs> he's, turns out he's, he's Verbal Kent. He's the bad guy. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Kaiser Jose. Verbal, it's the same guy. Oh, yeah. man. I no, thought he shouldn't he, have turned it off. Oh, he tough talked uh, Agent Kuyan, and he was really upset, and he walked out. I thought that was it. No, 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 there's more. Limp limp went away. Limp went away. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Wyatt, anything else I should (laughs) rewatch? Watch the end of it? No, yeah. Uh, I will say, just in terms of, of, you know, Goldberg, there's kind of always a discussion you could have is like, how would you have ended his win streak? Like, what would be the best way to do it? And your Taylor's a. According to Bowman, it never ended. (laughs) Yeah, he never ended. He kept going. Um, He's still undefeated. He already beat the feed and extended his streak. It was great. Yeah. Uh, like I would have, like it would have required Goldberg to show a weakness, but I would have loved because in the UFC there was a guy named Mark Coleman, and he was a guy that would beat the fuck out of everyone with like headbutts on the ground back when it was legal. He's a big tough guy. No one thought they could beat him until this kickboxer named Marie Smith kind of came along and just like outlast him with stamina. Stayed away from him, made Mark Coleman use up all his energy because he had big muscles and tired the fuck Rope out and just kicked yeah. him down. It would have been cool if someone had done that to Goldberg and exposed a weakness. Like, oh, he doesn't have the stamina to go. I'm just gonna keep chasing, keep making him running and stuff. That would have been a fun way. It would have involved Goldberg showing that he had a weakness, but you know, it would have made sense and he could have worked in his cardio. But like, there's such a better way. That I wish they would lean into more real ways sometimes of kind of how it could end because that would be a fun way for me. Because the thing with Goldberg and his streak, they were always putting him against bigger and bigger opponents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but never really did you get a really 
really good showcase match with Goldberg against a cruiserweight. Like, imagine a Goldberg-Rey Mysterio match where that exact same strategy comes into play. You don't have to have Rey Mysterio go over on him, but yeah, that would have added another component to Goldberg where, okay, maybe this is a chink in the armor where you're seeing a fast person is kind of tuckering him out and taking away his power game. Yeah, that, that would have been a great way to do it because there were a lot of... And, and at this time as well, the cruiserweights were really over. It was a reason why a lot of people turned in to w, tuned into WCW. So to to add to the the weaknesses of Goldberg, but as well as to put a good cruiserweight over, it would have been a good opportunity. But alas, here we are. Yeah. Or 20, you have a, a wrestling genius <laughs> type character who potentially watches a bunch of Goldberg matches against like different opponents and picks out little bits of weaknesses and then kind of like Ultrons him and just, you know... Um, busts all that out. He runs away from him. He works the leg, all that sort of stuff. Because I guess the only person who came close to that was William Regal when he, sh- you know, yeah. shot on him. <laughs> shot on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to provide the I blueprint. That's how you do it. Yeah. So Daniel Maccabi could have taken him down. That's Easily. That's saying. what we're saying. Daniel Maccabi. Yeah. And, you know, who knows if Daniel Maccabi is in this tournament, how far potentially could he go? So, yeah. Maybe Goldberg's the NW tournament. We don't know. We don't Maybe know. Maybe we'll come to fruition. We know, we know four <laughs> people in a 16-person tournament. Maybe Goldberg. We'll see. Maybe Paris would be so excited about that. Goldberg versus Honky Tonk Man put him in a round four one. around the post. Goldberg Honky Tonk Man round one. All right, Love that closes the book on another episode of NEW Wrestle Nation. You can follow us on Twitter at NEW WrestlePod, and be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at NEW Wrestling Inc. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. If you're on iTunes, leave a rating and leave a review. That's all for this week. For the Stanchion Wide Art, uh, the architect Mike Paris, I'm Jay Bowman, and we'll see you next week on Wrestle Nation. <laughs>